When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It happens to many soon-to-be moms. You plan a special trip, and then you become pregnant. So is travel during pregnancy safe? What are some factors you should consider, plus specific tips for traveling via air, land, and even sea? I'm Dr. Ray Kamali, an OBGYN affiliated with Sharp Chula Vista Medical Center, and this is Preggy Pals, episode 54. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What, pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. You'll also get a free subscription to Pregnancy Magazine. Visit our website, preggypals.com, for more information. And another way for you to stay connected is by downloading Downloading our free Preggy Pals apps available in the Android and iTunes marketplace. We have a special Mother's Day giveaway going on now. Throughout the month of May, we're acknowledging all the amazing moms out there. You can win one of three prizes. One of the prizes is a Safety First Advanced Solutions collection. It includes the no-touch thermometer, nasal aspirator, oral care set, hairbrush and comb, and nail clippers. You can also win the new Moby Go Carrier, which has all the amazing benefits that the Moby Wrap has. This is a brand new carrier on the market. It is convenient, great for parents on the go with slightly older children. And the other prize is the Peek Away. It's a four-in-one essentials nursing kit. I love this bag. It is so convenient. It's innovative. It is a purse combo with a nursing pillow, a built-in changing pad, removable wipes case, and even a nursing cover for those of you who like to cover up when you're out in public. So you can win one of these amazing prizes. Again, go to our website and sign up today. Okay, ladies, I am excited about today's show. We are talking about safe travel during pregnancy, but first let's introduce you guys to all of our fabulous panelists. I'll kick things off since I'm going to be part of the conversation today. Um, Like I said, my name is Sunny. I'm your host. I am 35 years old. Um, I'm pregnant again, um, which is really exciting. Um, This is my third baby, and um, I have two little boys already at home, so um, guess what I want for my third? Um, And uh, as far as the type of birth I'm going for, I know this is going to be a C-section. I had some complications with my firstborn. My second was a C-section, so I know this one's going to be one as well. Um, And then as far as traveling while pregnant, this is always a tough thing in my family because we have set vacations we like to take every year. And um, whenever people find out I'm pregnant, they always do the math. Okay, so it's going to be seven months until this vacation we take every year, so you're going to be able to do this. I mean, literally, that was one of the first things out of my mom's mouth when she heard that 
that um, I was pregnant this time. It's like, well, I guess you're not going on a November vacation. Um, so anyways, um, I have done some modest traveling while pregnant, but nothing like, you know, in the third trimester. I usually cut it off at that point. So Stephanie, what about you? Hi, I'm Stephanie Sawfeld. I am turning 30 very, very soon. Um, I am a gemologist, but I am also a producer for Preggy Pals now. She's one of our producers um, now. <laughs> she, she were a panelist for a long time. I was. Now she's on our behind the scenes team. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I have a baby girl. She is going to be four months. And um, yeah, I just love being a mommy. And then how much travel did you do? Up oh, um, well, we conceived in Africa. So <laughs> I was uh, about six weeks pregnant when we flew home, which that was not a fun flight to take. Um, <laughs> and then I also did some, um, I flew to Chicago when I was about 18 weeks pregnant. So Okay. All right, Cherry. I can't imagine flying that far yeah. that early. Yeah, it was Oh, yucky. my gosh, yeah. Uh, I'm Cherry Christensen. I'm 32, and um, it's been a while since I've been on the show, actually, because my daughter is 10 months old today. I can't believe that. Oh, uh, my gosh, today? Today, 10 months, 10 wow. months today. Awesome. Yeah, it's kind of crazy when I think about where I was today 10 months ago. Right this very minute. <laughs> um, but I did a, f- a fair amount of traveling. I used to travel a lot for my old job, and great. I'm grateful that I didn't have to travel as much during my pregnancy. But my first trip um, was just as you described it was uh, unplanned. Um, well, the trip was planned. I didn't know I was going to be pregnant when I took <laughs> it. So I was seven weeks pregnant, and then I um, took some business trips all the way up until probably the end of my second trimester. So nothing more than like a four or five hour flight, but that seemed like an eternity when right. you're pregnant. Yeah. Right. Okay, Annie, what about you? I'm Annie Laird, and uh, I'm 34 years old. I'm a government contractor. Uh, I have two girls at home, a uh, seven-year-old and a nine-month-old, and I'm pregnant again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yay. yeah. Surprise. <laughs> uh, so the baby is coming in October. Uh, it's going to be a home birth this time around. Um, as far as traveling, uh, while I was pregnant, I didn't do much traveling. I was getting my master's degree when I was pregnant with my first. So just uh, a lot of staying at home and studying, going to class. Uh, second baby, um, I did a lot of traveling with my job uh, up through like uh, like Cherry, about my second trimester, and most of those trips were cross country trips. Wow! So uh, most of them to Norfolk, Virginia, Washington D.C. Okay. Uh, associated with my job, and then uh, with this uh, pregnancy, my husband's uh, my husband is in the Navy. His change of command is in Japan next week, and so I'm flying to Japan next week. Uh, so that is going to be uh, a long flight. Yeah, yeah. I'm just grateful the kids aren't coming with me. I was so. going to say, do you have two little ones to bring along with you? No, they're staying home with the babysitter, and I'm going to okay. watch movies the whole time. So <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm going to be. I'm uh, in about to start my second trimester. Okay. Uh, so morning sickness has passed. So, oh, but I do have a lot of uh, in you know um, questions, concerns about sure. traveling uh, such a long distance. Of course. Uh, which I've, I've d- done with my job before, but never while pregnant, doing an international flight. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right, and. Jessica, welcome to our show. She's a new panelist, so tell us a little bit about yourself. So, like you said, my name is Jessica. I'm 34. Seems to be a common age around here. (laughs) Um, I'm active duty Navy, uh, so a lot like you. I've been all around, and actually, with my first daughter, who's 14 months, um, I flew when I was about two months pregnant to my husband's... um, commissioning for his ship not for him in particular and then um at seven months i flew for holiday because he's over here he was stationed over here in california and then i was stationed in virginia um we are actually surprised 
that I'm pregnant again now. <laughs> ah, yay! We just reconnected and have been stationed together here in um, California as of March, and we got pregnant immediately. Oh, wow. um, I was <laughs> <laughs> Hello, honey. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and uh, my first birth uh, was a C-section, emergency C-section. Um, second one I'm hoping isn't an emergency, and I hope is, um, I haven't really made plans for it yet on sure. what I would like to do, but um, I'm hoping to have a little bit more of a choice in the matter. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. We have a question from one of our lovely listeners. This comes from Janine. Janine says, during the first eight to nine weeks of my pregnancy, I was eating constantly, grazing mostly, but still eating every hour or so. It made my morning sickness more bearable, so I would just nibble on stuff throughout the day. Now that I'm 14 weeks, I've noticed a decrease in overall appetite. Is this normal? And how much should I be eating throughout my pregnancy? Hi, this is Leanne with 52 Healthy Weeks. Well, first of all, your hormones are changing so much during the pregnancy that, yes, it is very normal to have a decrease in appetite. And one of the things that women don't realize is that you really only need about 300 extra calories per day. So just go ahead and focus on eating um, lots of healthy, nutrient-dense foods such as uh, fruits and vegetables, whole grains, quinoa, brown rice, and nuts, and lean proteins such as chicken and fish that is low in mercury. Okay, have a great pregnancy and have a great day. Thank you. The summer months are quickly approaching, which means it's vacation season, and many of us pregnant moms are hitting the road for a little R&R, or maybe you had another vacation already planned. So today we're giving you all great tips on how to keep you and your baby safe if traveling while pregnant. Dr. Ray Kamali is back on our show, and he is an OBGYN affiliated with Sharp Chula Vista. Welcome back to our show, Dr. Kamali. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. All right, so some general questions off the bat. Can you travel throughout your pregnancy? Yes, you can. Uh, if you have an uncomplicated pregnancy, you can pretty much travel throughout your pregnancy. Um, depending on uh, you know other complications or risk factors, then you should uh, discuss your uh, your risks and and uh, the, the timing of your travel with your uh, healthcare practitioner, um, and uh, and and decide which uh, you know what what is safe and what isn't, and what distance and what number of hours. Right. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of factors that kind of weigh into this, right? But in general. We can travel while pregnant if we take some precautions. Absolutely. Right? Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about today. When is the best time to travel during your pregnancy? Do you have to keep that in mind? First trimester, second, third? Oh, definitely. Uh, second trimester is usually uh, the best time to the travel. The honeymoon time. The honeymoon time, <laughs> exactly. So you're recovering from your first trimester, you know, the morning sickness, the nausea, and also you would have a, you know, confirmed pregnancy, hopefully. So your uh, practitioner would have done some sort of a imaging study or checked the baby's heartbeat. And so you have a confirmed pregnancy inside you uterus and uh, and uh, you're kind of set in your in your uh, pregnancy have a due date and uh, and have gotten the, uh, the the initial testing the blood test and everything out of the way and then um, you know yeah the nausea goes away so second trimester is the best time and third trimester when it gets closer to your due date sometimes you know the risk for preterm delivery and yeah. other things come into place so second trimester is the best time was anyone able to compare a first trimester traveling experience to a second cherry yes, nodding your head definitely big difference big difference well yeah. because the first trip that I took I was only seven weeks pregnant and I was I was incredibly sick with morning sickness and so it was even you know to me I, I remember one of my worst parts 
parts of my trip was um, just being in the airport and my plane was delayed and sitting at the gate with all the smells of all mm-hmm. the food yeah. that's yes. right there. That was and the I just wanted to get on the plane. Not that I was going to feel better on the plane, but just knowing, okay, I'm on the plane and then I can at least like, you know, try and go to sleep. And um, it was just delayed and delayed and delayed forever. And so it was just the whole time I just could not stop thinking about how sick I was. Mm-hmm. And the second time I traveled, I was much further along in my pregnancy. And so it brought a whole nother complication because all of now I had a belly. Now I had to pee every 14 <laughs> seconds. So there were a bunch of other things. But just in general, I didn't feel sick. And so those other things were a lot more manageable. You could get a seat by the aisle so you could get up every couple of yeah. minutes. I didn't worry about throwing up And I think that up brings up everyone. a real good point, Sherry is that you know when you're in your second trimester you you are obviously pregnant then and so you get a lot more sympathy sympathy yes, yes. <laughs> you know and, that, and yes. not even just sympathy but things that a pregnant mom should be able to do you know you don't get the dirt <laughs> you don't get the stink eye from you know if you end up with a middle yeah. seat you know asking the person on the aisle hey i need to get up and and pee every half an hour you know yeah. and during during the you know the the uh, first time during the first trimester you might think that there's something you know wrong with you well, i remember traveling right about where you're going to be at now it was about mm-hmm. 13 or 14 weeks and i was barely showing but i was sticking my stomach oh, out at the airport <laughs> <laughs> because I was still feeling sick and I want and we maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later but I wanted to get a pre-boarding card yeah. and so I didn't want to be like oh I'm pregnant and have her look at me like honey you're not pregnant so I was sticking <laughs> out my stomach like so much rubbing the belly grab an um, airline pillow and yes. stuffing underneath <laughs> your shirt <laughs> I did get pre-boarding by the way oh, so um, Dr. Kamali what are some of the essential items that we should bring I mean should we have our medical card or are there other things that we need to keep in mind Absolutely. So, um, you know, just uh, some basic things, uh, your prenatal vitamins, you know, are your right. best friends throughout your pregnancy. So definitely uh, bring the vitamins with you. Um, you know, a lot of times I advise my patients to also have, uh, you know, their prenatal records. So nowadays we have uh, most of our charting and records on electronic medical records. So it's very easy to print out, you know, some essential or just basic, you know, uh, records and uh, give the patient their due dates. Um, you know, you'd be surprised how many people don't know their exact due date, you know, right. and, uh, you know, some, you know, some of their you know lab work or if there's any other um, risk factors and they can just just bring that with them so that they can share that with uh, you know anybody on the plane if they're having complications or at their destination if there's anything going on Aside from that, you know, uh, I would um, imagine something with like blood type would be absolutely. very important to know absolutely. off the top of your head. Absolutely, especially mm-hmm. if you're Rh negative, or yeah. uh, you know, that's very important. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, if you have heartburn, you know, some medicate, you know, some some you know, tums uh, would definitely help you out, um, and other you know, other medications that you may be taking, you know, before pregnancy or during the pregnancy. Aside from that, just you know, some comfortable shoes and <laughs> water, maybe <laughs> absolutely, and, and snacks. Snacks. They don't right. give you anything on that, a plane anymore, that is very so. True. <laughs> right, and the peanuts just don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't cut it when you're they pregnant, really. <laughs> okay, so let's break this down. Let, let's start by talking about travel by land, so to speak. So, like in a car, in a bus. I mean, I don't know how much of us, how many of us are hopping on a bus when we're pregnant, but I guess it's possible. So, let's talk about seatbelts. Absolutely. Um, are they made for pregnant women? Is there anything we should be concerned about with seatbelts? Well, it's definitely um, safer to travel with a seatbelt on than than without it, just because of the you know risk of accidents and potential complications. So, um, s- seatbelts aren't made for pregnant women, but they actually are recommended. Um, so, basically, the recommendations are to put the the lap 
part of it under your uh, bump or under the belly okay. and the shoulder part to basically go across uh, between the breast and just on the side of the, the, the belly. So um, so that's how it should be worn and it definitely does help uh, in the event of an accident to protect you from you know uh, serious complications. Yeah. yeah. What's been your guys' experience with the uh, so seatbelt? Yeah. I know. Oh my it gosh. Is, isn't it? I, I have a, a two-mile commute to work, and it's just two miles. I mean, it's nothing. When I would get home, I would, the most excited to be would be to <laughs> unbuckle that. So I can't imagine driving further. And I did have to do a couple of business trips where I was driving, you know, maybe to um, Los Angeles, like two hours or, yeah. or four, depending on the traffic. Yeah. Um, and it was really uncomfortable. But like you said, I figured it's safer to have it on than to have it off. And sure. I couldn't, I just could never sit in a car without a car seat on. It feels weird, doesn't it, if you're yeah. used to it? So sometimes I would just pull it down a little bit to kind of have a little bit of give so it wasn't quite as tight um, but you know definitely always always wore it even though I hated it mm-hmm. so. right anyone else travel long distances via land we drove to Vegas um, when I was about well, that was our little baby moon so I was so it's I like what think, four and a half hours away yeah five, and depending I think on how I was like travel. 29 30 weeks so so yeah I definitely had a, a bump <laughs> um, and it that was it, I mean there's a lot of other discomforts. Like the seatbelt was, you know, just yeah. one of them. Having to pull know? over to pee. Every yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. That's that. I would and say that, that is uncomfortable. Yeah. And more than the seatbelt, I think when, for my first daughter, um, you know, back, way back when, when we were free, um, <laughs> <laughs> we lived up in Monterey County and we took a trip down Highway 1, which was beautiful. Um, but a lot of twists, a lot of turns. So less than the seatbelt, I think oh, the issue was sitting in the car. And just mo- a little bit of motion, motion. sickness. And a little little bit of motion sickness. Um and and um sitting in the car for a long period mm-hmm. of time, you can't go seventy miles an hour down highway one when right. you're making these hairpin turns. Right. And trying to uh, stretch out your down legs. The cliffs. Yeah. So I think like that, that that more than yeah. the seatbelt was the harder thing. Oh, it was I just I I could not sit that. for a long period of time before I had just had to get out and say, Okay, we're gonna taking a scenic view here you know and, and he'd look over and it'd be this kind of you know kind of the one of the more unscenic places along highway one be like oh, he's like you know i don't care i just need to get out of the car and stretch my legs right now yeah so let's talk about airbags sure are airbags safe I'd, I'd be very scared that it would you know hurt me hurt the baby absolutely so again it's a risk and benefit thing so um you know if uh, there is an accident, uh, you know most people believe that having an airbag could uh, potentially save uh, save the passenger and the baby from serious complication. Yeah. The, there was a large study done. It wasn't a um, it was a retrospective study that looked at um, you know pregnant women in in a, in a car accident with a, um, and two thirds of the it's about I think about two thousand uh, people. Two thirds of the um, um, the pregnant women had airbags. Their car had was equipped with airbags, and the other third didn't have it. And uh, there was no significant difference as far as their outcome complications with the airbag and without. So um, most people believe that airbags can help, but um, uh, and they, they you know they don't have any potential harm. I mean, conceivably, I mean, you could think that or you can uh, see that there is a possibility that the airbag can push on your belly and right. cause, a, cause a problem. But um, in, in real life and in, in, in that study, um, there was no, no significant difference. Is this a concern for you ladies? I mean, not really. Every time I see something with crash test dummies, it seems to be coming up at the face. Right. And that it, it prevents head injury more than anything else. It's not like it expands down right towards to the belly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I would think about how much worse would it be if I was in a terrible accident right. 
without the there's right. so many things worse than an airbag yeah and have your belly hit the steering wheel Steer- yes i have a lot of patients that you know come into their prenatal appointment you know and i say oh you know yeah i was in a car accident you know two weeks ago and i said well why don't you call me and come into the <laughs> right, hospital right and i just want to also kind of tell the listeners that or advise the listeners that if you are in a car accident contact your healthcare professional and usually in, especially in second trimester once your uterus starts peeking out of your pelvis into your abdomen um, especially if there is trauma to your abdomen but even if there isn't um, you know just the force of inertia during car accidents can sometimes cause complications so a lot of times we advise our patients especially over 24 weeks um, to come into the hospital get monitored and sometimes you know we just watch them over four hours but if they're contracting sometimes we watch them for 24 hours because sometimes complications can happen uh, you know, a few hours after an accident, not immediately after the accident. So um, definitely if there is an accident or you're in any sort of trauma, contact, you know, your doctor, your healthcare professional and just let them know what happened and, you know, seek their advice. Yeah, that's good advice. Okay, when we come back, we're going to discuss things to keep in mind when flying and also traveling by sea. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're learning how we can travel safely during our pregnancies. And our expert is Dr. Ray Kamali. He's an OBGYN affiliated with Sharp Chula Vista. Okay, Dr. Kamali. So let's talk about travel via plane, because I think this this is where a lot of questions come into play, right? When is it safe to fly when pregnant? Um, it's... Uh essentially safe uh, throughout the pregnancy, but most airlines, and you would have to um, check with your um, airline and car- uh, airline carrier, but usually um, after com- completion, of, uh, completion of your 35th week, um, before 36th week, which is around nine months if you go by months, uh, <laughs> most, uh, uh, most uh, uh, airlines and also most physicians don't advise you to fly. So uh, essentially from you know time of conception to 36 weeks, you can fly if you have an uncomplicated low-risk pregnancy. I actually did some research on this. And there are, by the way, whole websites that are dedicated to listing what the airline policies are. We'll include a link to some of those um, in the additional resources section for this episode on our website. But it's true. A lot of times, if you're over 35 weeks, they require some sort of written permission from your doctor. Some airlines actually want you to uh, have some sort of a form or a a letter after 32 weeks. Um, So, yeah, they want you to have it after 32 weeks. But after 36 weeks, if you have... To, and most of us will, you know, also advise our patients if you really have to go somewhere after 36 weeks, you know, whether it's a funeral or a wedding right. or something really important, then then go. But otherwise, we try to advise our patients to to stay local. My last pregnancy, my grandmother died. She was actually the uh, the one who came up with the name Lucy because we thought we were having a boy. So <laughs> she's, you know, she came up with the girl's yeah. name. But anyway, she she passed uh, just a couple of weeks prior to. Um, prior to Lucy's birth. And uh, that was definitely a discussion between me, my husband, my midwife. Uh, in the end, we I decided not to go to the funeral. My family was very supportive of that. But um, yeah, it was a discussion point that we had. Um, and my midwife in the end decided, you know, she didn't, she, she strongly advised saying, you know, you're past 36 weeks. Um, you know, why don't you just stay home yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So, and, and we figured, well, you know, grandma's in a better place right now anyways. It's not like she's going to miss us. <laughs> you know, she's she's in a casket right now. So right. Um, we I just, you know, wrote a letter and, and sent it uh, for to read at the wake, basically. Right. But yeah, that I mean, that was our own personal decision that we made. But it was it was definitely a consideration. We talked about, you know, gosh, 
do we go to the funeral? Do we not? I was about 37 weeks pregnant. Wow, so, yeah. yeah, that's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. To make. I think my last trip was probably around 30 to 32. I just I didn't want to have to get on a plane. Right. I had some really negative experiences with some really rude, inconsiderate people. <laughs> really? While you were yes, pregnant? Yes, which is why I was excited about the show because I wanted to give people some warning <laughs> how to, on how to deal with some mean people. Um, yeah. But uh, And some people were just amazingly wonderful and would have like, you know, the, like a pilot who would have given up his seat if that would have made me more comfortable. So right. it just depends. But um, I just got to a point I wasn't comfortable. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get to it with airport screening. Uh, when my husband left on deployment, uh, I was seven months pregnant. Um, and just for me, just getting through security to see him off, I mean... Like and and I was in uniform. I was I was uh, active duty navy at the time, and like they were like searching underneath my uniform, my baby bump. Like I had something hiding under. The, I mean, wow. it, it was it was ridiculous, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I you mean, get and to that, a point where you just don't want to, even exactly. if your doctor or midwife has approved it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. I feel probably feel like everyone's watching you too. Oh, look at the pregnant woman being felt up by the yeah. security. Yes, <laughs> security people. Yeah. Um, Dr. Kamali, are those screening machines? Are those safe for pregnant women? Uh, well, are they know, safe th- for anyone? <laughs> <laughs> good, they say that. Good question. And you know, there's different screening machines. Um, you know, the uh, the traditional metal detectors. Uh, they basically are. Um, you know, they you know they're fairly safe, and uh, they they, don't, they use non-ionizing radiation. Um, and it's just basically just you know uh, similar to what we have in our blenders and different electric machines at home. So, um, so the uh, the radiation that you get exposed to, whether you're pregnant or not pregnant, is very minimal. Um, and again, it's non-ionizing, which means it usually doesn't cause a lot of harm to you know pregnant or not pregnant people. Um, so you know the traditional uh, metal detectors are fairly safe, and that's the same um, thing that the uh, similar technology that you use on the little hand ones. Okay. So those are okay. The the newer um, you know quote unquote body scanners, um, and th- there's two different types of those, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, those you know there's some controversy with uh, you know with the uh, um, the scatter wave. Uh, um, it's the type of X-ray type machine because that is X-ray radiation. Um, you know, um, initially when they first came out, we had, I had a lot of pregnant women asking me whether it's safe or it's not, and I wrote a letter to and I did some research on a letter. I wrote a letter to TSA and they responded fairly um, quickly, and they basically provided me with some literature information about how you know the radiation that you get um, on the scatter wave uh, X-ray machines are. You know, very minimal. It's about 1,000 to 100th the amount you would get on a traditional X-ray that you would get, and sometimes pregnant women get X-rays. Right. Um, but you know, there is some um, you know controversy, and it, it is newer technology, and we don't know a lot about it, and we don't know what kind of effects it has, you know, on the baby, and you know, as the baby you know grows, there are some talks about possible leukemia, although that's never been proven. But mm. you know, if you go online and you research, some people do talk about that. So um, you know. I basically advise my patients. I tell you know I kind of give them the information, and I tell them, you know, um, if you you know if you can avoid it, it's better to avoid it because we just don't know a lot about you know the sca- um, the scatter wave type of uh, um, you know the body scan. Uh, uh, machines and if uh, you know and basically they can defer to get you know uh, you know pat, you can, it, pat it down yeah you can you, <laughs> yeah, you can you can opt out yeah and right. hope that there's fill a hot me up instead yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, hopefully it's a hot TSA agent yeah. on the other end so <laughs> <laughs> yes. no usually thing exists yeah. <laughs> well and I've heard I mean I've I've heard people say that you know the amount of radiation that you're exposed to actually just being on a plane and traveling is so much worse which is something that people don't don't think about but I think the other thing to consider too is are you going through this one time is this a 
one-time isolated <coughs> trip or many women who work um, you know, for consulting firms and things like that where they're traveling weekly and they could be on three, four flights a week for months and months and months, like over time, you know, how much exposure is that? You probably want to consider all of that. But I've I've always opt out, pregnant or not. And I think if you, I, I've learned, because I used to just get there and be like, you know, I'd, I'd like to opt out. And then um, then you have to wait for them to find someone, especially right. as a woman, you, they have to find yeah. a female to, to come and pat you down. And um, I've learned actually that now I don't say that I want to opt out. I wait until the very last minute because they don't send anyone, everyone through. And about 50 to 70% of the time, they don't send me through anyway and if I had said I w- once you say you opt out then you have to wait for that person they won't even if there's nobody there they won't oh. let you go through the regular x-ray so um, if you're not in a rush I would say just wait and um, if they ask you to go through then just say you know you'd like to opt out let's talk about pre-boarding I know we mentioned this briefly in, in the first part of the the episode but do you guys have any tips for women did you guys pre-board did you opt to do that when pregnant I did, yeah. You did? I, I did. Yeah. Um, I Not the first couple of trips because I didn't even know that that was a possibility. Um, and I wish I had had those trips when I was, you know, severely um, morning sickness. Yeah. But I did later on in the pregnancy, especially I would say probably between 14 and 30 weeks of that period of, um, you know, a couple months there. And I just found it was a lot easier. And the reason that I used to do it was the first time I was like, I don't need to pre-board. Like there's nothing, you know, there were people who had um, in a wheelchair and other things and I was like I'm just pregnant there's nothing wrong with me and I hate the idea of uh, people thinking that because you're pregnant there's something wrong and so I was like I don't need this and um, I actually got really really um, bumped around on the plane I was actually in one of the first rows and I had gotten onto the plane and I was trying to get my bag up not a single person offered to help me put my bag I was just I was livid the whole flight I was just like (laughs) with rage because I just couldn't I mean I'm just I'm continuously amazed at how you know rude people can be and so after that every time I flew I actually did request the pre-boarding just so that I could get on the plane and not have to worry and be in my seat once everybody else was was coming by and usually then they would be more helpful with my bags or anything anything like that so I did do it and um, it's fairly easy you just go up to once you're um, you don't do it when you check in at the airport initially but once they open up the flight and the gate agent is there waiting for people who you know the standby and all of those issues you generally just go up to them and they'll give you a little um, special pass or something to put with your boarding pass to let you on early some airlines don't require that and they just if you're noticeably pregnant when they call pre-boarding you can just go on up. right right do you guys have preferences for seats do you like to be close to the bathroom we talked about aisle seats earlier or hopping over whoever's in the aisle seat yeah depending on uh what point in your pregnancy you are being close to the bathroom with its smells might not be yeah. um, I mean that ideal. really depends on the airline and Sunny to answer your question you know I think we've all been sort of talking about this from the assumption that we're on our own but if you are traveling with someone else what I always do if it's just one other person like with my husband I always book the aisle and the window yes, and yes, um, there's a, a I mean point. there's a very good when you know those the middle seats are the last seats to fill up especially for tr- people traveling by their by themselves and so there's if it's not a full flight there's a good chance you're going to get that open seat and if it is a full flight, who in the middle seat is not going to switch? Yes. With, would you like my window? Would you like my aisle seat? That's a really good tip, and so, right? if, yeah. So if yeah. you're traveling with someone else, um, I hopefully not too many people are listening. It's going to make it hard for me when I'm traveling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so briefly, I want to talk about traveling by sea. I don't know how many people are <laughs> traveling by sea, but maybe taking a cruise. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Taking a cruise because you are isolated, right? So, what are some of the things that you would recommend if you had a patient come in and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about taking this cruise." And I'm 30 weeks pregnant. I and mean, what are some things that you would tell them? 
to keep in mind? Well, uh, the biggest uh, complaint or issue uh, while traveling by sea is just really seasickness. Mm -hmm. And most of us, even when we're not pregnant, you know, can actually develop that. Um, about 30% of uh, uh, people while they're traveling by sea, even if you're an experienced, uh, you know, sea traveler, um, you, you, will, you will get some symptoms of uh, seasickness. So, um, and then aside from that, you know, again, same thing as with the other travel um, modes, just, you know, your prenatal, um, you know, chart or information uh, because there is a, you know, uh, some sort of a healthcare pr practitioner on board. So just to be able to have your information. But um, the seasickness is the biggest, big issue. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, Dramamine and some of the over-the-counter stuff that you can buy and that's safe in pregnancy. That's category B. Um, there's the scopolamine patches, which, um, you know, most people, you know, it's a, it's a prescription medication, but you can't get from your physician. But it's category C, which is not really safe in pregnancy or we don't have enough information about it. So you have to avoid or you can't use. You can't use. And aside from that, there's, you know, the, the little wristbands that basically kind of uh, go on the acupressure or, um, you know, pressure on your um, on your uh, pressure point that sometimes can help. Um, so, you know, that you can also try to use those too. Just wanted to also touch on hydration. It's very important. We always, uh, you know, forget about doing it. Uh, just make sure you just drink lots and lots of water, even if it has to, you know, if you have to go to the bathroom and, <laughs> and you know, you're trying to avoid the water. Exactly. But just make sure you stay hydrated, especially, you know, in, in air travel or any, any other, um, you know, tr uh, mode of travel, you know, you, you can't get dehydrated and, uh, yeah, just drink lots and lots of uh, fluid, water, and, um, and also, you know, snack and, you know, make sure you eat regularly. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Kamali, you. for joining us today. For more information about our expert and our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, we'll discuss some exercises and things to keep in mind to keep your blood circulating throughout your body, which is very important when traveling for longer periods of time. To join our Preggy Pals Club, visit our website at preggypals.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. We have a comment from one of our listeners, and this comes from Carrie. Carrie writes, hi, Preggy Pals. I just joined the Preggy Pals Club, and I have to say my favorite part is the extra bonus content after each new show. I usually listen through the app, but I'm wondering if there's a way to listen online as well. So, Carrie, yes, there is. All you have to do is head on over to preggypals.com, our website. Click on the Members section. You'll see a login section there. Log into your account using the same login information that you use on your app. And you'll be able to download the content right there, or you can listen to it online. It just allows you into our Members area, and you can do a whole bunch of cool stuff, get access to all of our extra features. So, Carrie, thank you so much for your question. <laughs> That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we're continuing our series on pregnancy exercises. Is running safe during pregnancy? We'll see what our expert has to say. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. 
Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.